0: Good morning now with family and friends, and welcome to our prayer conference call. On behalf of NWCC, thank you for joining us in calm unity, agreeing to seek God first and to honor Him with our devotion and prayer. Matthew eighteen nineteen says again. I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of them. My name is Ronji Nixon, and our scripture for today comes from Acts, the 27th chapter. And what we have this morning is we have Paul, we have him in prisoner status, and he is on a ship sailing on his way to Rome. Now, during this time, they encounter a, a terrible storm, a storm which which it, it seemed that they would not make it to their destination. In fact, they may not even escape with their lives. But what I want to do, brothers and sisters, is I want to just show you a, a few things in this 27th chapter of the book of Acts. And it involves storms, storms in our lives. Now, we, we all encounter storms, those, those times when things just aren't working out. The, the winds are working against us. The, the storm is raging all around us. And what I would like to speak to you about is assurance during storms. Now, first of all, I want to point your attention to verse 10 in the 27th chapter. And here is one thing uh, that took place. We have Paul's advice. Paul's advice. In the 10th verse of the 27th chapter, Paul said to them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to the ship, cargo, and our own lives. Paul The advice that Paul gave the centurion who was in charge of him and the other prisoners could have caused them to avoid this disaster altogether. See, God places advisors in our lives. to to give us sound advice, to to help guide us. So brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to discern and to heed prudent advice. So despite the, the prudent advice, despite Paul's advice, we have the centurion's persuasion. Verse 11 says that, said that he did not take Paul's advice. Instead, he listened to the helmsman as well as the owner of the ship rather than taking Paul's advice. And, and with this point, brothers and sisters, I just want to point out to you that when it comes to suffering, sometimes we suffer because of someone else. We suffer at someone else's hands. And then there are those times when we suffer at our own hands. We we bring suffering on ourselves. And uh, I, I look at my life, and I can see many times when the the finger pointed no other than to myself when it came to my suffering. Amen. So so here here's just a few points to give us assurance during time. You see, when it comes to suffering, when it comes to storms, all right, we are either in a storm, we are coming out of the storm, or we are about to enter the storm. So storms, difficulties, tough situations, they will always be around us. But how we deal with them, how we approach them will determine whether we have assurance or whether we have despair during the storm. Now, first of all, if we're going to have assurance during the storm, we must recognize that we must recognize that. in the text Paul said uh, Paul recognized the presence of God in the storm, and Paul understood his relationship with God, even under these circumstances, because Paul said "Paul said, who I serve and who I belong to, who I serve and who I belong to. You see, Paul understood that he belonged to God. As a matter of fact, he wrote to The Corinthians, in in 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, verse 20, he said that we were bought with a type. Therefore, we must glorify God in our body and in our spirit, which are God, God's presence. You see, God's presence can cause you peace, God's presence will remind us of the promises that He has made us even in the midst of a storm. So the first point, we must recognize God's presence. And then in verses uh, 26 and 27 of the 27th chapter, I want to show you the plan that God had for Paul. Paul said, he said, do not be afraid. He said that the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought to Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, for I believe that God will I believe that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. You see, Paul recognized that God had a plan for him to be in Rome. And it was not time for him to die. It was not time for him to perish. And not only was it not time for him to perish, Paul understood that it was not time for those who were with him on the ship to perish either. As a matter of fact, the, the, the 27th chapter says that there were 276 people aboard the ship. So God was assuring Paul that none of them would perish. God had a plan. God wanted Paul in Rome. There were still lives for Paul to impact. There there were still positive influences for Paul to have over people's lives. So God still had work for Paul to do. And I'm going to tell you, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. God has a mission for you. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. So to have assurance in the midst of the storm, if you know God's plan for you, you will have assurance. And then the final point I want to bring up is a fulfilled promise. A fulfilled promise. Verses 43 and 44 of the 27th chapter, but the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim jump overboard first, and get to land, and the rest, some on board, some on parts of the ship, and it was so that they all escaped safely to land. So this final point is the fulfilled promise. Acts 27, 43, and 44, we see the fulfilled promise of of God to Paul and those who were on the ship. And I want to tell you, as we have said many times, there are many promises, numerous promises that God gives us in his word. And I want to talk about, before we pray, I just want to talk about one more promise that God has for us. Isaiah 43, verse 2, it reads, When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And when you pass through the waters, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Amen. That is a powerful promise. Will y'all pray with me? So remember those points. Remember those points, everyone. Remember those points. First of all, recognize God's presence, recognize God's plan, and recognize his promises. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning. Thank you once again for speaking to us and encouraging us, even in this present time, Heavenly Father, even in these times where we are challenged, even in these times where Their storms are raging. We come to your throne this morning. We come to your throne with confidence. We we come to your throne this morning, Heavenly Father, based on your promises. Your promises, Heavenly Father. Your word says that, that the righteous has not been forsaken, nor has their seed had to beg for bread. So we thank you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you for being in control. We know you are in control, Lord, and and we just thank you and we just love you this morning. And, And we want to be testimonies for you. We want to be testimonies on what you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do. So we want you to receive all the power, all the glory, it is in Christ Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: Good morning now, Word family. And this is Sister Pam Turner. My scripture comes from John 16:33, where Jesus is preparing the disciples for his departure. The New King James Version reads, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The message version reads as, In this godless world you will continue to experience difficulty, but take heart. I have conquered the world. Since March, my staff and I have been on the COVID-19 pandemic front lines with the last seven weeks being extremely stressful in the San Antonio area. There were days when my department ran low on ventilators, which is essential equipment to save lives. All the hospitals in the areas were short on our most valuable asset, which is personnel to provide care for patients. Patients are admitted walking and talking only to be placed on vents days later. Weeks later, because visitors aren't allowed in the hospital, That patient is on Zoom watching as we withdraw medical care from their loved one. Words can't describe the agony of hearing family members cry as they witness their father, husband, mother, wife, or even child take their last breath via the Internet. At Insult to Injury, we see our country radically divided with people in the streets rioting, total chaos. But God wants us to know he is not surprised the cross overcame all these issues on Calvary. These tribulations are just a moment compared to the promise of eternity. We as the body of Christ can be of good cheer. Well, Sister Pam, how do we deal with this crazy world and maintain unspeakable joy and be of good cheer? God gave me three words for that. Quick, quality, and quiet. Quick. Quick. Be quick to pray. Psalm fifty five twenty two says, Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Chaos can break out all around you, but you do not have to be moved. Always remember prayer is our best weapon. Quality. Ask God to let you see as he sees. Be a quality inspector. Psalm 13 says, Consider and hear me. Oh, Lord, my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Wake up, church. Many evil things in this world masquerades as light but are utter darkness. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern God's truth. And then quiet. Quiet yourself daily in God's word and his presence. It is vital unto life to search and know the word of God for yourself. God desires our hearts to have a posture always to put him first. He wants our time, talent, and true worship. That can only happen if we open our Bibles daily. Jeremiah 15:16 says, your words were found, and I ate them up. And your words were to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Saints, I implore you to eat on God's holy word daily. Let us pray. Abba Father, we give glory and honor to you this morning. We come before your majestic throne to repent of the fear we have allowed in our spirits during the time, this time of chaos. We ask for forgiveness for looking to others such as Black Lives Matter, Republican or Democrat parties, before turning to you and your word. Prayer is always our first and best weapon. Father God, you are the only answer to this chaotic world. Jesus is the single equalizer in an unjust society. Thank you for this year of 2020 vision. Lord, I pray the body of Christ sees the need to spread the gospel with an intense urgency like never before. Father God, I pray the body of Christ does not come out of this year the same as we were going into these crises. Father God, I pray we repent of being a lazy, dull church whose hearts and fires are extinguished by the comforts of this world. Father God, please ignite a fire, hunger, and thirst for you in our hearts. Holy Spirit, rain down sparks on love on us as we help this godless nation turn back to the truth of the gospel. May we as your children be salt and light of this world who desperately needs Jesus. Father God, I pray for a heavy protection around our pastor as he deals with pastoring your church during this pandemic and social unrest. Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who, those who must give an account. Let them do it with joy and not grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. As our pastor teaches through this year of controversy, give him wisdom and clear vision, I pray for Lady D as she co labors besides PK bless their children and grandchildren. We love and adore you, Lord. Please send someone our way today who needs to hear Jesus' love in the gospel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning,
2: our family. This brother this is Brother Lionel Live. This morning, a um, light of the scriptures that we have heard and the devotion we have received, what came to me in preparing for this morning, and mm-hmm. I was at work yesterday, and I too, just as Sister Pam, we faced many challenges taking care of COVID patients. One thing, one of our greatest challenges However, they're not the things that we face externally. A lot of times it's our own internal struggles that prevent us from making progress. So in the military, a lot of times, uh, I remember when I was at Fort Sam and I would be over in the barracks and I'd be visiting a program and I would be walking down the stairs in the hallway. The soldiers would be in the hallway. They would see me coming, and you would hear somebody yell, make way. The hallway would clear. The soldiers would move to the side, stand at attention and allow me to pass. I remember doing the same thing when I was a young soldier in basic training. Wherever I walk in the building, they will clear the path, and they will step out of the way. This was something that was done when an individual of higher rank or position would come through, and you would get out of the way. The same thing in Air Force. We would stand by whenever an an individual of superior rank or position would come in, to our space. So what I want to talk to you about very briefly is how you need to make way, how you need to get out of your own way. Because you have to to ask yourself, why do you stand on the path in opposition of God's will? Get out of your way Proverbs 19 and 21 says, you may make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Relying on yourself gives your flesh more confidence than it deserves. Your flesh needs to be governed. That's why the Holy Spirit is implanted in all of us. Relying on God empowers the Spirit. Make way. Submit. Clear the path. Get out of your way.
0: Do you want
2: what he has for you? No. You need what he has for you. You don't need a way around. You need a way through. Make way because he has made a way for you. Understand this. Our way is our path. Our faith is decreed by the Lord. It is written in Isaiah 48 17. This is what the Lord says Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the paths you should follow. way. The Lord leads you on the path you should follow. We do have choices. Take the path you choose and suffer a fool's fate or follow the path that the Lord has laid before you and be witness to many great things and blessings. We all know this to be true as we have experienced these things many times in our own lives. So pray with me now. Lord, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We give thanks for every believer that has awakened this morning, as it is your will. Heavenly Father, we submit to your will and ask that you empower the Holy Spirit within us the path that you have set for us is our destiny. As your son sacrificed himself for our sins, we in turn give ourselves to you. Lead us. Lead us down the path of righteousness. Take us by the hand. Show us. That which you have prepared for us. But we thank you for this time that you give us. We thank you for allowing us to touch and agree. And we pray for vision, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. In the name of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.
3: Amen, Amen, good morning now, word family. My name is Sister Damaris Coles, and I am privileged to be here with you this morning. Um When I was talking to God about what to focus on today, He laid families on my heart, families around the world, our nation, your family, my family, our families. The wide angle view is that there is a global emergency as Sister Pam uh, talked about going on right now, COVID-19, and there are so many widespread impacts to it. The closer view is that there are issues and storms that families are also experiencing um, during this time. It could be job stress on the job. Unemployment, wayward children, financial stress, spiritual dryness, divorce, depression, health concerns, school. Sometimes, when we're going through battles, these are not topics that are worthy to be posted on our social media or even sometimes not a topic that we want to even bring up, leaving some to suffer in darkness. For some, there may be a struggle in how to handle it all. And as Pastor Ranji mentioned on Sunday, when the praises go up, blessings come down. And in the midst of all that's going on, I start off by saying thank you, and I pray that we all receive that blessing coming down. I thank God for each one this morning that has prayed um, for our encouragement. I also pray for Pastor Keith and Lady D and their family for their dedication and sacrifice in the midst of any storms that they may be going through and facing themselves, and I pray that God restore everything that has been poured out to them in obedience to you 1,000-fold. I also came today to share good news. Um, And the verse that my sister Pam um, brought up was also a verse that was on my heart, which is John 16 and 33. And I'll read from the King James Version. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, Father, I'd just like to pray this morning and say that we lift up all family units to you in thanksgiving and praise. We say thank you for all that you are breaking in terms of strongholds in our lives because you have overcome the world. Father, I thank you that you have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated it into the kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for your mighty hand being placed upon each family that in due time you will exalt them. I thank you for inviting and allowing us to cast all of our cares and anxieties and the concerns of job stress, unemployment, wayward children, financial, spiritual, divorce, depression, health and school, that you allow us to, to once and for all cast those things upon you. Father, we cast down uh, imaginations of every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of you and bring into captivity every thought in obedience to Jesus Christ. We lay aside every weight of the sin of worry which tries to beat us down. We run the race that's set before us as we proclaim Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And we thank you that your word is the final authority in our lives. Your word says that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. We declare in the name of Jesus that we are fearless. We possess the mind of Christ and we walk in bold faith and confidence in every area of our lives, and we have the victory in Jesus Christ. We lift up the shield of faith. Faith is the revelation of God's word and action. And as Pastor Dan taught us a couple of weeks ago, we want to be doers of your word and not just hearers of your word. We lift up our shield of faith and neutralize all of the fiery darts of fear, worry, or dread in the name of Jesus Christ. We proclaim today, July 29th, Wednesday, is our day of winning in Jesus Christ. We will remain confident that we will see your goodness no matter what our circumstances are and that we will focus on you in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. And, Lord, I just pray that you have all have a blessed day today, and that you receive all of the blessings that uh, God has laid on the hearts of each one that has prayed today, and I say receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Go in God's peace today and have a blessed day.